more actually. And um, on uh, Bill Maher's show, this was in 2016. And I want to let you listen to what he said about how we should have seen what was coming because Brexit happened. Take a look. And I have to say, I mean, I, I'm I'm sorry to have to kind of be the the buzzkill here so early on, but I think Trump is going to win. I I'm sorry. I live in Michigan. Let me tell you. Let me right. tell you what he's no. this he's going to. It's going to be the Brexit strategy. The the middle of England is Michigan, Wisconsin, right. Ohio, and Pennsylvania, and Mitt Romney lost by 64 electoral votes. The total electoral votes of those four states in the Rust Belt, 64. I mean, I doubted it that night. He he was right, you know, Ruth. And and the, the signs that we're seeing again, you're already seeing threats um, from uh, Donald Trump's people, sweeping raids, giant camps, mass deportations. He's already saying that's what's going to happen, the kind of rhetoric. And the far right, you know, the consolidation of that kind of thing and normalization of it, it does feel like a warning sign. And to me, Wilder's Trump isn't, uh, Wilders isn't another Trump. Trump is another Wilders in a way, right? Oh, yeah. And um, that's why he's in my book, <laughs> um, Trump. And it was it was a struggle to have him in my book. And it's been a struggle to get Americans to see him as an authoritarian. It's in part because we're very wedded to this idea that that we are, uh, you know, a democracy where these things can't happen. Um, and we've seen I mean, we had a coup attempt and and people are not quite. Uh, able to digest that we had a coup attempt that came far closer to succeeding than many realize. And, you know, Trump has been uh, conditioning people to find violence attractive, to say it's justified sometimes, it's patriotic. Um, He's conditioned people along with all of his enablers, Fox News and the GOP, to have uh, little faith in elections and now to dehumanize Immigrants, uh, the whole um, checklist, the whole playbook he's done now for, you know, six, seven years very effectively. So there's zero reason in my mind, having done research that shows every every people who faced authoritarians thought that uh, they were in denial. They thought that it wasn't going to happen to them. And we are no different. And we already had uh, a coup attempt. That's the biggest, uh, which, which the, one of our two major parties not only does, does not reject, but has integrated the methods and philosophy of this coup into their party dogma. So the danger is high. And and the interfere could kick off with yet another threat of a government shutdown. No government funding bills are scheduled to be brought to the House floor this week. And House Speaker Mike Johnson is facing increasing pressure from hard-right Republicans over what they will consider acceptable funding legislation. Lawmakers face a mid-January deadline to fund the government or enter a partial government shutdown with another deadline looming in early February. So, joining us now, Chief Washington Correspondent for The New York Times, Carl Hulse. His latest reporting is entitled, Behind Johnson's Rise, a GOP consumed by the far right. And in it, Hulse, you break down how mainstream Republicans believe they could harness the party's far right populist forces, but instead they were completely overrun by them. I want to ask you about how that happened. But first, what do we know um, in terms of just how far right uh, Speaker Johnson is? 
Well, he's a very, very conservative uh, lawmaker from a very conservative part of the of the country, uh, Treeport, Louisiana. Uh, I think he's the most conservative, certainly culturally, uh, speaker we've had, uh, cert- certainly since the old days. So, yeah, he is he's one. He describes himself as an ultra conservative. So I think, you know, he, he may say it best. He's definitely uh, on the far right of even House Republicans. And so now explain what you say has happened as they tried to sort of harness some of the, you know, the spirit of the far right. They've become the party itself overrun. And are you at all conflating far right with Trumpy? Uh, well, I think Trumpism was part of what happened. Remember, the uh, Tea Party sprang up in uh, 2009 in response to the big Democratic wins. Uh, Republicans were really feeling that they were going to be on the outs for a long time. There was this backlash to Obama. And so speakers like John Boehner, uh, Paul Ryan, and ultimately Kevin McCarthy, they weren't part of that movement, Mm -hmm. but they thought they could take advantage of that movement. Uh, But in the end, the movement sort of uh, ate them alive, pushed them aside. And now we have Mike Johnson, who is uh, part of the movement. But you referred to the the spending issues. Let me have it, guys. Tuesday, 28 November, Year of Lord, 2023. We got more of that to play and to bring the show in, but uh, um, I think we've heard enough. Of course, the, and by the way, being far right now means that you want a balanced budget and you want the uh, invasion of our nation to stop uh, and you don't want to fund the Ukraine war anymore and you know the vaccines are poison. That's far right all topics of which you're correct on <clears throat> overnight overnight 61 billion dollars added to the national debt overnight 61 billion dollars on the 18th of September just over 60 days ago we passed 33 trillion dollars this morning as we speak we're at 33.8 trillion dollars we will pass my number is we will pass 34 trillion dollars on the morning of 28 December of this year, that will be 100 days, an additional trillion dollars. And what are they arguing up there right now? They're arguing about, oh, they're going to put some gimmicks on the board. Here's what the Senate's spending all their time on. How to jam through a 60 to $80 billion uh, financing of the corrupt oligarchs in Ukraine with money not only don't we have, the Chinese won't even lend it to us. We're just going to have to print it. On, on uh, adding a trillion dollars of debt, one trillion dollars in 100 days, as we call it. The interest expense next year is going to be over a trillion dollars. Just everybody understand, when we are never going to pay off one penny of the principal amount of the debt. We are going to scramble, scramble just to make the interest payments and to keep everything else tied together. I want to start off with Raheem Kassam. Raheem, you were... Nigel's wingman on Brexit. You saw the beginning. Michael Moore, a total called shot. He absolutely nailed our strategy for when I stepped in the 100 days was to focus on the uh, the blue wall up there because you could see we could see in the polling that it was coming our way. And all we had to do was drive the message and get President Trump out there, then candidate Trump in front of people. Uh, they're petrified today of the polling of Barris's polling in the uh, the Rust Belt, what we've gone on for the last couple of days. What are your what are your thoughts of where we stand and particularly Johnson and Speaker Johnson's a good man, but he's no fire breather. 
And he is, let's be brutally frank about this. And Speaker Johnson's office ought to take this to heart. We support him. He's a good man. However, he's got to get on top of the math here. Some of the statements he's making is just more happy clappy. And the impeachment inquiry that we're going to get in the J6, they're fine. But we're not going to treat those as shiny toys. They have to be done, but they're not shiny toys. They're not going to get us off the central issue of the day. And that is the inextricably linked nature of the invasion of our southern border with 10 million illegal uh, aliens led in here by the Biden regime uh, that is directly linked to the financial collapse of the United States of America. Raheem Kassab, your thoughts? Yeah, Steve, and belated happy birthday, by the way. I um, I look at this as as, as one large, um, you know, one large issue, not not separate issues, right? They all they all play into each other, and and that's how we looked at them back in 2016 as well, right? That's how we looked at the membership of the European Union. Um, it's how we looked at the media apparatus. It's how we looked at you know uh, my country, Britain's debt uh, at the time. How many people were coming into the country at the time, which you know. Irony of all ironies, you look at Rishi Sunak's government in the United Kingdom now, and they're actually importing far more people uh, than they were prior to that Brexit vote. And and so you have to consider it from this perspective, right? You say, you say, you know, Mike Johnson, good man, sure he is, conservative guy, sure he is. But is he a declinist? You know, you can still be a good man, a conservative man, a, a MAGA man, and still kind of have in the back of your mind, okay, well, the nation's in decline. We're just going to try and like soften the blow, soften the landing, um, pull the parachute a bit earlier. Um, and, and of course, Kevin McCarthy, the reason that Kevin McCarthy was ousted was not some personal beef. It wasn't one issue or another. It wasn't the January 6 tapes. It wasn't, it was everything as a whole. Kevin McCarthy was an American declinist, right? And so that's how you have to perceive all of this now. And that's what's that's what next year is going to be about. You look at all of the numbers, the data, the polling, um, the, the focus groups, all the testing from left pollsters, right pollsters, uh, even Ron DeSantis' own pollsters, which, which did a study for NBC uh, News alongside Heart Research, which showed that abortion uh, is the single largest issue for single issue voters, um, which is which is an extraordinary thing. And it gets us onto a point where you have to understand that you don't have to cede moral ground. You don't have to cede philosophical ground on this issue. But you do need to start learning how to talk about the issue and how to bring people over to your side on the issue. It's actually not all that different from talking about something like Brexit, from talking about something like leaving the European Union, which, you know, back in the early 90s was a three or four percent popularity issue. Uh, by 2016, obviously won a majority of the votes, uh, and it was and it was yeah. not the issue didn't change. No, right? didn't change actually what we wanted to do. We still actually got out of the European Union, still unpacking a lot of it, but that was always going to be the case. Um, but it, but but we changed how we talked about the issue, and I think when you look at issues like that, they're going to focus there. The reason you hear all these people talk about. Um, you know, our democracy and the institutions and all of that is, is that's another one. It's another salient point where the left believes that it can convince single issue voters. And that's what the data is showing us right now. Um, I happen to believe that on that second issue, on the on the democracy issue and all of that, I think it's a farce. I think their messaging is a farce. And I don't think it particularly lands very well. But on okay. the abortion issue, they do land punches and they land punches on ballot measures across the country. And they land punches on the debate stage. Okay, hang on. What I want to do is play. We have a clip of your amazing interview with uh, President Trump. 
I want to play that. We will go to break or essentially come close to going to break. And then I'm going to bring you back for, for your analysis. Let's play. I want to play this uh, because this is what could stand between victory and defeat. Let's play Raheem's interview with President Trump about this topic. You're putting this thing forward now on abortion to say, hey, listen, the country is sick of having this argument all the time. They actually want a solution to it, right? But if the Democrats now come back around, so you don't have to explain this to me, but if the Democrats come back to you and say, no, we're not interested in a deal with you, are you willing to then say, well, look, we tried. Now these Republicans are going to do what they're going to do. Sure. But the Democrats are the radicals because they're willing to, remember I said during my debate with Hillary, no longer crooked Hillary. I call her beautiful Hillary because I've used the word crooked for Joe Biden because it's so accurate. And I don't like you, you know, with enough words, you don't have to use the same word when two people. Yep. But uh, I said, rip the baby out of the womb in the seventh, eighth, ninth month. And that really shook people up. Nobody ever heard of the term. Right. You know, I never knew the term before that debate. Right. I just, we were talking about it. And I said, she's willing to rip the baby out of the womb in the ninth month. No Democrat wants that, Mm. meaning almost no Democrat. There are some probably that don't care. But like the grassroots Democrats don't. Yeah, but they don't don't want that. Mm. So they're really the radical because Mm -hmm. that's what we don't want to do. I think something can happen. This is an issue that's been going on for 52 years. I was able to end it. That gave tremendous negotiating power to the pro-life movement. Tremendous negotiating power. Because they can't do the things that they used to be able to do. The pro-life was fighting it. We have these groups fighting this thing for so many decades. But it's exactly 52 years as of a date in the not-too-distant future. And that's a long time. Everybody's raising money all the time. Everybody, I don't know, maybe it's some kind of a business. I don't know what's going on. But it's a lot of money. Everybody was amazed that I was able to do it. And I put them in a great negotiating position. And we don't want to blow it. This is an incredible thing that happened. And we also bring it back to the states, which everybody, all legal scholars, both sides wanted it brought back to the states. We did a lot of things. Uh, We're in a tremendous position to negotiate something very good right now, and uh, we'll see what that is. Wow, Raheem, what an incredible interview. Incredible interview. You clean up pretty nicely, too. I notice you're not as cleaned up when you come into the war room, but hey, just saying. Incredible interview. Let's take a short break. We're going to bring Raheem Kassam back, uh, which could be the single issue uh, that tries to chop block us, as is chop blocked uh, a lot uh, since uh, since the Dobbs decision. Short commercial break. Back in the war with Raheem Kassam in a moment. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. I know this is hard to believe, but we're up against another government shutdown later this month, and our wise leaders deal with it how they always do, with more spending. While lawmakers are high-fiving, your savings account continues to lose value because more spending weakens the dollar. Now end the cycle. Diversify into gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. And listen, when you open a gold IRA for every $10,000 you spend by December 22nd, Birch Gold will send you a free gold bar. Let me repeat that. For every $10,000 you spend by December 22nd, Birch Gold will send you a free gold bar. Just text Bannon to 989898 to claim eligibility before Black Friday. Birch Gold can help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a gold IRA for no money out of pocket. 
and you still get the free gold bar. Don't let your savings become a victim of the further devaluation of the dollar. Remember, the BRICS countries are focused 100% on de-dollarization. Text Bannon to 989898. Receive a free gold information kit and claim your eligibility before Black Friday to receive free gold bars on your qualified purchase. Do it today. Action, action, action. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Raheem, great interview with the president. Uh, tell me, um, why is that clip, why is that part of your interview so important, uh, and how does it link to our cold open where the, uh, where the Democrats understand that they can see the numbers too, they can see the math of what's happening here, this tectonic plate shift that's coming our way. Link them, to, link them both together, and what is the solution? Yeah, well, the, the way it stands at the moment, Steve, is that the, the, the political left are, are clearly finding that they are having to chip away at very specific things in very specific neighborhoods. Um, they actually now think, and I think they're correct in thinking this, um, that, that their path is very narrow in 2024. And so they're really trying to figure out, you know, where on the on, on the peripheries um, they can they can chip away. And unfortunately, the way the political right has has spoken about the abortion issue, you know, mostly pre-Trump and dealt with it, mostly Trump, um, is somewhere where they find they can make headway, especially, as I say, uh, as I said before the break, with these single issue voters. That is that is what all of the data is pointing to at the moment. Um, and again, you know, what President Trump is saying in that interview and what he's been saying, and, and, and Carrie Lake is fantastic at talking about this as well, is not that the conservative position on this needs to change. Um, it's it's the way of talking about the issue that needs to change. Firstly, of course, you know, it is the left that are the radicals on abortion. It is the left that are the extremists on that. Uh, and and they need to that needs to be shown and explained to the left base, to the to the you know, generic Democrat ballot voting base. Um, that can be done relatively easily. But the, the the thing that's in the way, the roadblock here, is actually not anyone from the left. The roadblock on getting that message across is actually, you know, what I call pro-life inc. Right? It, these institutional um, pro-life groups that have existed for, you know, the last 50 odd years um, that have become so used to a certain way of, of, of thinking, talking and fundraising off that issue that they actually don't feel equipped and don't feel willing uh, to pivot, certainly not pivoting to the way that Donald Trump talks about the issue. So, so you know, uh, personally, I believe that he is in a much better position on this than, than the institutional uh, pro-life movement. Uh, I think they should be following um, instead of trying to, you know, bash him over the head on certain things just because he doesn't take their line on it. Uh, I don't think the conservative movement in this country can afford uh, to keep making the same mistakes, to keep losing, you know, elections all across the country as a result of that issue. And it does keep coming up. Their tactics are wrong. The way they speak about it is shown to be a failure. And I think personally, uh, the way Trump and, and Carrie Lake talk about this issue is far more compelling to people. I could have pulled five or six stories off of uh, uh, National Pulse this morning uh, to talk about how do people get there, how do they get involved, how do they make that part of their, their diet like Gateway Pundit, Citizens Free Press, etc., National Pulse. How, how do you make it part of the staple of someone's media diet early in the morning? 
Yeah, sure. Well, the first thing I would do is uh, make sure you have the app, the National Pulse app. It's in the App Store, Android and um, iOS, the Apple App Store, the National Pulse. Uh, you go to the nationalpulse.com, uh, make sure that's in your browser, sign up for the in-browser notifications. And uh, the most critical part of this is like in the new year, we, you know, we've, we've solidified this site now. We're pumping out, you know, fast, accurate, intriguing news stories for people. We don't waste your time. We don't blast ads at you all day long. Uh, we're not interested in that. Um, we want to grow the site and we need people's help to do that. One of the things we've done is we've got so many thousands of members now that we're launching a gift subscription. So for Christmas, you can purchase uh, your friends, your family members, your colleagues, um, a gift subscription to the National Pulse where you get all sorts of extras, right? You get my editor's notes. Um, we're going to be doing meetups in the new year. We're going to be making movies, uh, lots of different things that you get for that. And uh, you can go to the nationalpulse.com forward slash gift. That is now live. I'm, I'm delighted to say. Um, and if you if you like real news, if you support real news, if you support what we're trying to do, you have you have to have to um, help us to grow because there's no billionaires backing us here. There's no corporate cash. As I say, there's no advertising revenue. Uh, it's all membership driven by the people and for the people. Uh, so go to the nationalpost.com forward slash gift and give the gift of real news this Christmas. Uh, fantastic. Uh, people got to go. The National Pulse is hot, as Trump would say. Uh, and this, your breakdown between American declinist, and we haven't talked about the accelerationist in that regard. We'll have you back on about that. But your your thoughts on this, uh, on the pro-life situation is absolutely dead spot on, as is the president. So thank you, Raheem. Raheem, what's your also social media? Besides going to National Pulse, where do people get you for all your vitriol? <laughs> yeah, the 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 Twitter and the X, uh, that's that's a different brand of Raheem. Uh, that's just at Raheem Kassam. If you like things a little bit spicier, and if you like to get uh, get a little bit more um, down and dirty, let's say, especially with a lot of the DeSantis supporters who are very angry in my replies every day, um, that's at Raheem Kassam on all the platforms. Raheem, thank you so much. Let's go to uh, Steve Stern. The precinct committee strategy paid off. I guess your vice chairman, Steve, tell us what happened down in Florida. Well, I was very lucky. We had a new chair. You see, I'm all dressed up for your show today. And usually I wear my flag shirt, but today I'm dressed up for President Trump and for you. And I was very lucky. I uh, was in Europe. I was campaigning from Europe. People didn't understand how I was doing that, but I did it. Um, I got 70 percent of the vote. Thanks to our chair, Chris Marino, who's the fantastic chair. Uh, we're going to turn Broward County red. Uh, we're going to double the size of, of our executive committee. We have 285 people. I can guarantee you, you know I'm going to do it. We're going to get 500 people because I'm all action, action, action. Also, I want to thank Richard DiNapoli uh, for helping me also in this thing. And when you run a campaign, you have to learn because I've never ran a campaign before. So I did this in four weeks and it was fantastic. So what we're going to do um, we, you know, we talk about precinct strategy. Dan Schultz wrote the book. I want people to go to www.precinctstrategy.com. We must get the people involved. We're talking about getting people involved and we're talking about Trump getting elected. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to have a big um, election security talk on Monday, along with precinct strategy. We have a big Zoom December 4th. It's a holiday Zoom. We're going to have the Republican actual party on it. Uh, Christine Norton, who's uh, the election integrity czar there, uh, she's going to have her assistant or her come on, John uh, Saravalli. Uh, he's brand new, but he's going to talk about getting 60,000 more 
um, election poll workers. That's their goal, and we're going to help them. Now, what happened recently, about a month and a half ago, I did an um, uh, uh, interview with Moms for America. So I want to tell you what they're doing. They're getting their 129,000 people to talk about precinct strategy and getting it involved. You can see right there, they're going to send out a big media thing. I'm going to be yeah. on their Zoom coming out in a couple of weeks. Um, lots are going to happen. Also, uh, our buddy Mike Lindell is helping us with his 300,000 people. So we need to get the people involved. You notice and I do this. Now, we're getting a lot of people uh, to run. Uh, we started a pack called DrainTheSwampUSA.com to help people and candidates get elected. So we're working very hard on this. Uh, if you have a candidate that wants to get elected, let us know. We'll put him in there. If you want to get a what, hold of me to get Steve, involved. Steve, what yeah. Steve, st yeah, Steve, what what is this? What is the give me the conference call? What are you having to get everybody focused on election integrity? Because I gave an interview last night uh, with Don Jr. and said, "Hey, we got to get all this together, organize it, and get it hardwired into the campaign. It's got to report up to President Trump, or we're going to have a fiasco like twenty four. When is this? When is this conference call you're having that people can join? When is it? it December fourth. Coming Monday, the fourth. It's going to be three thirty Eastern time. If you want to get on it, just email me at stern ten fifty four at gmail .com. Some of the people okay. are going to be on it are John Loudon, uh, yeah. Mary Cornick from New York, Linda Sinkowitz, um, Aubrey Campbell from Moms for America, and many many other Perfect. people. You know who they are. We're going to get Lindell okay. on there. His people. But that's 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 next three three thirty Eastern time, Eastern Standard 3 Time, three thirty p.m. next Monday. Four. I will send them the link. Okay. Get a hold of me. There's lots okay. happening. You'll learn a lot on it. We also yeah. have precinct strategy people talking per about it. What, what is your uh, – how do people get to you? we got to bounce. How do people get to you? Yeah. Call me at 954-318-6902. Be glad to answer it and let you know. Go to theflagshirt.com. Yeah. We'll answer you there. Go to <clears throat> sternkenforgmail.com. Action, action, action. We're going to do it. Thanks, brother. The hardest working. What are you, 81 or 82? The hardest working 81 year old I know. We're working with turning 82. point people involved. <laughs> brother, love you, Stern. Keep fighting. That's a fighter right there. Now, Vice Chairman Stern. Um, Yoram Hazani joins us from uh, Old Miss. Uh, Yoram, are you giving, did you give a talk last night or you're going to give a talk tonight? Night. To, can people still attend? Is it is it open yeah. attendance? Is there some site yeah, we can send people yeah, to so they can see? Wait, let's before before we go to break, tell us about the talk and where do people go? Well, you you can go to my my Twitter Twitter feed at y h a z o n y y fazoni, and uh, I posted the advertisement for the talk tonight at uh, at Ole, Ole Miss. I'm glad that in Mississippi they want to hear the news from Israel. No, God bless them. The 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 MAGA the MAGA's got your back. Uh, it, question, and I, think about the answer because I want to want you to answer it. We're going to go to break here in a second. Um, I got to tell you, I'm not feeling it. I I I don't like this pause. Understand the st story about the hostages. Uh, their treatment is horrible. It's horrible. Anytime people have hostages, particularly when they're women and young children, um, but I'm quite disturbed that Cutter is actually leading the negotiation. And that nest of vipers is really the headquarters of the Muslim Brotherhood and the financing for the Muslim Brotherhood. Hamas is sitting over there with $10 billion, living like uh, English lords back in the 16th century. 
Uh, it's bad all over. I just don't know. And every day in the American media, it's, oh, we have to have a pause that leads to a ceasefire that leads to some sort of compromise. Uh, are we going to get back to the actual business at hand, which is destroying the Muslim Brotherhood's franchisee? That would be um, that would be Hamas in Gaza, the entire military infrastructure. Yoram Hazani, one of the leading uh, public intellectuals about nationalism, is going to join us on the other side. It's clear the unthinkable is here. Our most trusted institutions now deceive us boldly every day. Something's clearly wrong. Time is short to become more self-reliant and secure. The future of you and your family. Act today with My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply, the country's largest preparedness company. Let me repeat that. It's the country's largest preparedness company. They've been at this a long time. And they're more equipped than ever to stock your shelves. Their best-selling three-month emergency food kit provides delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners that last up to 25 years in storage. And right now, it's 200 bucks off. You get over 2,000 calories every day. Just add water, heat, and then eat. And remember, you get $200 off if you order today. Make sure every member of your family has a three-month food kit from My Patriot Supply. Go right now to MyPatriotSupply.com for the $200 savings. Be sure to order by 3 p.m. and your order ships free the same day. It's best to have emergency food and not need it than to need it and not have it. Take $200 off at MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. It's the biggest preparedness company in the segment. Make sure you take advantage of of their consultants. Go there today. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bann. Okay, breaking. Uh, Jonathan Carl over at ABC, this tweet, and if uh, if we can get it up later, and I'll refer to it again, but uh, Scoop, the Cokeback Americans for Prosperity is endorsing Nikki Haley for president. They, sp- they plan on spending tens of millions of dollars to try to defeat President Trump in the primaries. That would be tens of millions of dollars, I told you. It was all going to come around uh, Nikki, and the uh, battleground is going to be New Hampshire. Forget South Carolina. We'll have more on that later. Um, you can get up-to-date on all this uh, AmFest 16th to the 19th in the greater Phoenix area. The War Room will be there broadcasting. Want to have as many posse members there as possible for meet and greets, breakouts, all of it. The speakers list itself and I've been doing this for a while, is the best, single best speakers list I've ever seen for one of these conferences. So you're going to get fired up and uh, and be able to get with the program for 2024 because this is kind of the kickoff, not just the year end of 23. It's really the kickoff for the entire 2024. Just an incredible list of, uh, of speakers, including Tucker, Don Jr., everybody. Um, and uh, you don't want to miss it, AmFest. Make sure you go to the site right now. This program by Charlie Kirk and the Turning Point team. Charlie, as you know, follows us here. At noon, um, the ticking time, just back to Mike Johnson for a minute. And we are, you know, we're huge fans of Speaker Johnson. However, you're not, here's the thing. Don't, we're not going to take a bunch of policy trade-offs, these ephemeral policy trade-offs for not having massive cuts. You have to man up and you have to man up now. We're not going to accept 
and not going to tolerate any kind of happy talk on uh, on this uh, the 19th of January. You ha- and people got to stop talking about the entitlements. Until you can show you can get control of discretionary spending and start making massive cuts here and seal the border, working men and women in this country are not going to trust the political class on their entitlements. It's not going to happen. Anybody that mentions that, when, when Nikki Haley and Chris Christie and these people start talking about that, you understand they're not serious politicians. They're not serious leaders. First off, you've got to get the manufacturing jobs here that are able to generate the incomes that people can then start to pay in because, look, every pays into this thing. They're not going to do it. It's, it's ridiculous to think, and this is, this is worse than abortion because it has no basis in economics. Do your job and get control of this border, get control of these illegal aliens are here, get control of things like Ukraine, the $80 billion are up there right now. Let me repeat this. We passed, and nobody gets these numbers right except for War Room. I hate to be so brutally frank about it. The math is not that complicated. We passed, as we said, $33 trillion on the 18th of September. We're at $33.8 trillion today, and we're going to be at $34 trillion face amount of the national debt on the evening of the 28th of December, if not before. So we added a trillion dollars in 100 days. Did anybody tell you that was going to happen? Did Kevin McCarthy tell you that when he, he gave Biden this deal? Has anybody in, in all that? Oh, they're going to shut down the government. You heard, you heard Mika. They're going to shut down the government. They're going to shut down the government. They're going to shut down the government. Has anybody had the common courtesy or decency to talk to you about the math? These are republic-ending numbers. This is the difference between declinist and accelerationist. Declinist and accelerationist. Remember, we're populist nationalists. Our task and purpose is to return America, this nation, and her citizens to their former glory. And we have to do that by being the adults in the room. So Yoram, brother, our ally in the, uh, in the, in the Middle East, I'm not feel- here's where I'm not feeling good. I'm not feeling good. When the Biden regime is like two steps removed from this negotiation, it's being run. Please tell me in what universe, what Cartesian universe, does Qatar take the lead? And am I wrong? Qatar is the nest of vipers that wouldn't sign. We went to the Middle East, would slow walked us and had every excuse in the world about signing the terrorist financing proposal we put forward. When President Trump went to Riyadh, went to Riyadh, Jerusalem and Rome in that symbolic uh, tour and it was really to cut uh, terrorist financing. Qatar is the it's the it's the central bank. It's the J.P. Morgan of terrorist financing. Why are they? Help me out here. Why are they involved at all? Much less leading the negotiations for their uh, subsidiary, the Muslim Brotherhood, sir. Well, the Biden administration, uh, you know, con- con- continuing Obama administration's theory is that that all the players in the Middle East need to be at the table. And that, you know, that from their perspective, you know, let's print more money. So everybody gets money in the Middle East. Every player, the, the Iranians get money. The Qataris get uh, just got uh, most favored nation status, which means they get money. And uh, look, the whole the whole thing makes no sense at all. If Biden really wanted the hostages released, then the first place he would go is to the Qataris and tell them, you know, that that big, beautiful air base that we have there, it's it's gone. Most favored nation stat, treaty status, it's gone. If you don't, if all the hostages aren't released in 72 hours, then Qataris are off the gravy train. But we don't hear anything like that. They, The Biden administration wants everybody at the table. And uh, at the rate we're going, that 
you know, as you say, Qataris are basically a, a they're, they're the diplomatic arm of Hamas. They're the bankers of the Muslim Brotherhood. And uh, to have America bringing them to the table and mucking up this, this war and making it basically by a thousand cuts, making it impossible for Israel to win, it, it, it's hard to watch. It is. Is the Muslim Brotherhood's principal target is not Israel. It's the United States of America. Am I incorrect on that? Yeah, well, sure. I mean, they they want the world, and uh, at 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 the moment, uh, the, the the Chinese are backing them. The Iranians are are are, are sort of backing them. And uh, look, from the perspective of China, um, having having the the West flooded with uh, radical radical Islam with with Muslim supremacists um, who. You know, in the future they'll take over those countries. But if if you look at what's happening on the campuses in a lot of the cities, I, I think the issue is more that uh, the, the the revolutionary Islamists are part of the coalition. They're part of the democratic coalition. They're part of the coalition on campuses. And you know what that means is that you know you don't have to have a university run by the Muslim Brotherhood. The it, you know the, the the number of of professors who are activists in these kinds of radical Islamic causes can be very small, but because uh, they are sort of the shock troops, they, they, they take the lead in, in, the, in the woke coalition and they make the most extreme demands and uh, they, they scare the professors, they scare the students, they intimidate people. And uh, they're, they're, you know, at this point, the, the number one agent turning the campuses into, into a place where uh, conservatives, Christians, Jews, um, it just can't open their mouths anymore. This is, uh, it, but it's even broader than the campuses now. I mean, New York City, they shut down Manhattan Bridge yesterday, and their quote was, I put it up on my getter, is that America cannot assume it can live uh, it can live day-to-day a normal life while there is uh, genocide in Palestine. And they say they're going to have disruption every day. They're at Columbus Circle. Remember, they're saying, when they're talking about oppressors, and occupiers and uh, colonialists, they're not talking just about Israel. They're talking about the United States of America and the Anglo-Protestants that came here and, uh, and led, the, uh, led the, the, the wave that eventually turned this vast wilderness into the greatest nation on earth. So how do we combat this? I, I, th- I think we're going to need a change of, uh, uh, of software. The, pro- the, the problem is, you know, if you're a, if you're a liberal... And, and I'm not just talking about Democrats. I'm talking about a lot of Republicans also. If you're a liberal, you have it hardwired in you that you know that everybody's equal to everybody else, and that means every group is equal to every other group. And uh, the 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 idea that uh, 300,000 uh, students from Muslim countries on American campuses uh, that that's the same as if you were going to bring you know 300,000. Um, uh, uh, Christians from South America, like that equality simply has to go. I mean, it 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 just has to end. And I think you know people found it absolutely and you know impossible when when Trump started saying we look, we have an actual problem of uh, uh, of immigration and controls with respect to um, countries where radical Islam that radical Islam is coming out of. And, 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 you know, the sky had to fall. Everybody went nuts. How can you possibly discriminate against Muslim countries? But, 
those are in fact the countries where the the, the greatest terror threat is. And it's those are the countries from from which the radicalization of the American left um, is 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 proceeding. It, 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 you know, there's an international left, both in in Europe and in America and other democracies. And that international left loves the idea of bringing a, a, as many radical Muslims as possible into Western countries. Because they, they they know that it's not not a simple you know question of uh, the, well the, there's there's only four million Muslims so what can they possibly do um, but just 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 look at well, look at Britain look at the way the police are are afraid to take any kind of action uh, a, a, against the the most extreme and violent and radical protests and the police just you know stand there cowering and and. Look, that that's the future of the United States too. If if you don't take the step of saying no, not not all immigrant populations are the same. No, not all groups of students visiting from foreign countries are the same. That that step has to be taken. In in Israel, are are we going to get back to the process of eliminating and eradicating the Muslim Brotherhood's franchise in Gaza, Hamas, its military operation? Is that going to restart? Are we just going to get dribs and drabs and this thing's going to go two days and four days and six days and eventually uh, Qatar is going to win out here, sir? I I think that it's unlikely. You're describing – it seems like you're describing what the Biden administration wants. But look, I'll just – uh, I'll tell you, just 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 minutes ago, um, ben, Benny Gantz, who is uh, the, uh, the the left of center general, who who is in uh, Netanyahu's unity government, just minutes ago made a a statement emphasizing the moment the ceasefire is, fire is over, we're going back to war, and he and he emphasizes everyone in the war cabinet is unified there there is no diff- there are no differences of opinion on this subject an hour ago we had the 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 uh, the, the uh, chairman of the joint chiefs i guess the the, the head of the, uh, the the israeli armed forces general halevi who uh, said something similar he said we we are at this moment ready to resume war we've used the time well to prepare and we're ready to go now and these statements, these are not these are not saber rattling statements. They uh, reflect the wall to wall nature of Israeli public opinion at the moment. Maybe in America, people think, oh, so, you know, so some of the hostages are getting out, and and and, uh, uh, and that means peace is coming. I, I think Israelis see see these images in exactly the opposite way. What the Israeli media is reporting about the release of hostages. Uh, is is the the, uh, the the abuse of the hostages who are being held the the, the horror stories you know just this morning uh, horror stories in Israeli media of of uh, a 12 year old hostage who was shown uh, shown film footage of the the murder of his own family repeatedly and told he would be killed uh, if if he didn't stop crying these kinds of stories and that there are endless such stories in the Israeli media on all sides, through all channels. And these stories, they make Israelis furious, furious. And that's not just the right. It's the right. It's the left. It's 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 the Jews. It's the Druze and, and, yep. and non-Jewish citizens. Yep. Americans don't understand. Israel is a brick wall on this subject. 
You're hanger for one second. I want to hold you through the break and continue this discussion and talk about your talk uh, tonight at the University of Mississippi. Yoram Hazani joins us on the other side. Okay, Environ Cleanse never does this. They just announced a massive Black Friday discount. Now, let me tell you why this is important. EnviroCleanse is predicting another triple-demic this year, and the best way to fight a cold or flu is not to get it. That's why I got EnviroCleanse for the war room, the new science in home air purification. The reason is that they are uh, approved by the Pentagon. They're approved by the Department of Defense for Navy combatants. When I was a young ensign and an auxiliary engineer, the uh, air purification came under my auspices, and I can tell you that this is the product that you want because it qualifies to be used on a Navy combatant. EnviroCleanse, the military-grade technology, wipes out bacteria, toxins, and mold that can make you sick. That's why the Navy chose it, to protect the air on board our Navy ships. Get EnviroCleanse for your home. It's available now for your home with that technology. And do it before a virus takes your whole family down. Right now, you can save 35% during their Black Friday sale. Plus, get fast, free shipping. Visit ekpure.com. That's ek for EnviroCleanse, ekpure.com, and use promo code STEVE35 for 35% off. That's ekpure.com, code STEVE35 for the 35% discount. They've never done this before, so take advantage of it. ekpure.com, action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bath. Okay, we'll, we'll break it out for the afternoon show. We've got too much to go through for the morning, but uh, the lead story in Zero Hedge today was a clip of uh, my interview on uh, Tucker Carlson's show yesterday where we talked about Ireland. And, um, and being Irish, a lot of, as you know, we have very de minimis coverage of Ireland. And one of the reasons is it's one of the most disappointing nations on earth because of the political class, which has sold out the people. Consistently, they're Brussels, they count out of Brussels. And I said, hey, you look at the situation in Ireland where they've taken in 125,000, I think, um, immigrants in the last year, be equivalent of the 9 million illegal alien invaders we have in this country. And I said, this is coming to the United States. It's coming to the United States when we start having the massive uh, budget cuts we're going to have to have in discretionary spending that I just talked about and coupled with the deportation of, uh, of the 9 million, at least 9 million to 10 million illegal alien invaders coming into the Biden regime. Just moments ago, Mayorkas answered the question. We're going to play it uh, later in the show where they they asked about this effort of th- thinking about de- deportation. Mayorkas lays out an entire plan, in his words, of amnesty, an entire plan of amnesty. That's their that's their plan. And so this is what uh, I think Yoram's mentioning. Uh, mentioning. This is going to happen. This is what I said yesterday. This is going to happen in the United States at scale. What you're seeing in in um, in um, Europe, in England, when we covered the uh, the Remembrance Day, essential riots when they try to shut down Remembrance Day, and of course it was the hooligans that got arrested by British police, uh, and what happened in Ireland. It's all coming here, folks. It's all coming here. So don't think when we're discussing the situation in Israel 
that this is just about Israel. This talks about larger issues. The greatest enemies this nation has, the Chinese Communist Party, kind of the ringleader, the mullahs in Persia and Tehran, Qatar, and the rest of that gang down there, that's all Muslim Brotherhood as soon as you turn away. Okay? Coupled with Erdogan and the Turks. Remember that movie they made a couple years ago, The Brink? They followed me around Europe uh, in 18 and 19. What was I talking about? Exactly what is happening today. And this is why Gerd Wilders and these other people or Salvini were all in the movie. And, of course, they said at the time, oh, Steve Bannon, uh, uh, he, he's so radical. The filmmaker gave an interview and said, he's so radical and he's so off. Uh, Turkey's part of NATO. You know, Turkey wants to get in the EU. Yo, what Turkey wants, what Erdogan wants, is a reestablishment of the Ottoman Empire. And they want to take the two holy sites from the Arabs, from the Saudis, and manage them themselves like they did for 500 years. This is much bigger than just Israel. And people have to wake up to that. They're waking up now. You've got, uh, you got the Swedish Democrats <laughs> coming out overnight in Sweden. They got a plan. I'm not saying I support that plan 100%, but they got a plan. Gerd Wilder's got a plan. You know, Nigel Farage has got a plan. These plans, you know, they all kind of have a certain logic to it. And what you're seeing in Gaza is what happens when you look the other way and you continue to look the other way and you look the other way and you wish the wolf passes the door. And guess what? The wolf never passes. They always, the wolf always comes back. And eventually you have to deal with it. And it's always harder if you wait. If you want this on your children and you want this on your grandchildren and you, want, you don't want to be the generation that steps into the breach and says, okay, we understand. We have to do it. We're called upon to do it. Just like in the Revolution, just like in the Civil War, just like in World War II, we're, we're called upon to do it. If you want to look the other way and kick the can down the road, that's quite easy to do. And you will be cursed by generations to come. Yoram uh, Hazani, your speech tonight at Ole Miss, how do people, I want to make sure people can get to this and see it. It's so refreshing that a university has the courage to have you come and address it. Well, I, I posted the uh, the advertisement for my talk at Old Miss. The talk is uh, conservatism in a time of of uh, war. You go to go to my Twitter feed, Y Hazoni, Y H A Z O N Y. The ad is right there, and uh, def, definitely looking forward to it. They're also they've, they've got me talking to uh, to a philosophy class. Really, a, a warm welcome for from for from uh, Ole Miss. Yeah, throw some of that nationalism down there. Get them, get them all jacked up. Last thing, channel just we only got a minute or two. Channel fourteen. Uh, one of my concerns is that a lot of, that you have um, that some of the media coverage in Israel is almost as bad as CNN, not as bad as MSNBC, which is a front for the Muslim Brotherhood, um, but that CNN, which is so treacly, nonstop. Tell me about Channel 14. There's there's a startup or, or a, a, a channel that was kind of unknown that's become the leading number one uh, channel now in Israel. Why is that? Yeah, Ch Channel 14, uh, it, it's, it's been around for a number of years, but uh, it, it, it's just in the last couple of years that it's, it's begun, begun hitting ratings, uh, making it the most popular of the Israeli television, television channels. And uh, it, it's a it, it's a serious a serious rightist channel. I mean, it does the the, the spectrum of different different kinds of uh, right of center opinion, but um, it's uh, uh, s strong, strongly religious, uh, strongly nationalist, and um, and the the pressure from Channel 14 definitely has moved uh, the entire 
the entire media spectrum in Israel. I mean, o- overall, I think I, I think the Israeli media is actually doing a pretty a, a pretty good job, with certain you know exceptions, like you know Haaretz is is uh, is our uh, anti-nationalist, uh, uh, pro-communist newspaper. But overwhelmingly, uh, Channel 14 is leading uh, a, a, a big change. I mean, we we hear on a daily basis. Uh, broadcasters, uh, anchormen, anchorwomen, saying things like, uh, people got to understand Israel's never going to be the same again. We're a different Israel. We're a different people from what we were before October 7th. Uh, what's your Twitter feed? How do people follow you on Twitter? Why, H-A-Z-O-N-Y, why Hazoni? Uh, and uh, you, can, you can go to my uh, website, yormhazoni.org, and uh, take a look at some of my books. I think they might help you with uh, understanding the times. Fantastic. I love them. Your Virtues of Nationalism is a magnum opus. Must be read. Sir, thank you so much. Good luck to, today down uh, with the students and faculty uh, at uh, University of Mississippi. Thank you, Steve. God bless. Thanks. Hat tip to Ole Miss. Won't see that up at Harvard. Won't see that at Georgetown. Won't see that at the University of Pennsylvania. Nope, won't see that. By the way, uh, birchgold.com slash Bannon. Make sure you're in the conversation when we start. Hey, we got to work with the speaker to make sure we get his mind right. Got to get some minds right here on what the crisis is. Go to birchgold.com slash Bannon. Get the end of the dollar empire. The free installment number three, the debt trap. Get up to speed. Also ask why the bricks are buying gold and we're doing a uh, digital currency. Back in a moment. For war room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer. 
every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.